And next up is number 34. It's another Sunday sweep from the Deepman Cricket Podcast with a base price of 30 minutes. Going rounds, going twice, and it's sold for you. Hello and welcome to the Deepman Cricket Podcast. That was um, a very cringeworthy, but I think a slightly funny start to our a Sunday sweep this week. Uh, it's of course the IPL auction this weekend. Been very exciting, been very confusing, been amusing, um, mind boggling if you can call it that. Um, we'll be reporting back uh, about the comings and goings of the auction next time in terms of what the teams look like uh, as a mass. But it's been very exciting. Very, um, because it's a mega auction, you're seeing a lot of different players in different places, yeah, if I can put it that way. Um, what did you, uh, what are you making of the whole thing so far, Karthik? Yeah, it's uh, it's good to watch. I think um, I like I, I like how they're doing with the mega auction. I like, yeah, as you what was it as you said, um, new players and new uh, new faces in new places. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it just adds a bit more drama to all the IPL stuff, mm. and uh, yeah, that's about it. And it's been nice to see the two new teams, Lucknow Super Giants and Gujarat Titans. Um, and they certainly haven't been falling behind, as you might have thought. But looking at the teams, um, your team, Karthik, RCB, they've they've been a bit quiet, to be honest. Uh, they've been a bit quiet. Um. I don't think RCB can ever be quiet, but it's okay. like, you know, they're getting a bit... It's, it's a bit frustrated, frustrating mm. for me, I think, because... Um, they number one thing I thought they should have retained Devdutt Parikal. Mm. Uh, same mistake they made with the KL Rahul in twenty sixteen. They're making it yes. again. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's gonna come back and hurt them. Mm. Then they're like they chose Faf de Plessis, which is odd because if they want him to open, then Coley can't open because they both pretty much play the same sort of role. Yeah. Uh, good pick up in one in the Hasaranga. Not enough spinners. Mm, I don't think it, this is our year. But I'm not sure whether it's running the Hasaranga for the 10.75 core. Looking at Kolkata, uh, they of course got the headline by of Shreyas Ayer for 12.25 cores. That's going to be really confusing because you have Avenkilesh Ayer there as well. Other than that, not anything surprising this morning. They had a a, a very good budget buy of Ajinkya Vahane for 100 lakh. They went after... Shiva Mavi for seven cores, um, and they got backpack cones as well for seven cores, which uh, is I think half the price they paid for him originally. So yeah, looking good. They they do have their their purse is thinning, and they need a few more players. Um, but whose purse is uh, was very um, very hefty this morning, uh, and it's whittling down as well. Is a Punjab Kings, which they've got a, a very exciting top order, um, and they've got some good bowlers as well. Yeah, but uh, Punjab Kings, it, it's not, personally for me, it's not the one that stands out the most. They got some good young bowlers in Odeon Smith and Ishan Purel, but then you got, like, um, now that Kerr Rahul's gone to captain somewhere else, you got Mayank Agawal and Trikadawan to, sp- to fill in his spot, who had, he's had quite a good few years, I think, with Delhi uh, before this. Yeah, very good years. Um, yeah, very. I think it's slightly flown under the radar. You got Johnny Bairstow as backup as well. I think that I think that's good. I think just looking at the link that you just sent me, Lucknow Super Giants. That's they've actually done really well, haven't they, have, they for their yeah. first time? Well, Krunal Pandya, Quinton de Kock, Mark Woods, Stoinis, 
Manish Pandey, Avesh Khan. They've got bowling, batting, middle-order batting, good Indian talent. It's, 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 they've done yeah. quite well. Yeah, yeah, they've done very well. They've got uh, a Quinton Cock at 6.75, which everybody was saying is a pretty good buy at that price. Marcus Stoinis, they paid it a bit too much for um, in their retentions, if you can call it that. Uh, Mark Wood uh, was another big one for England, 7.5 cores. Um, the interesting one is Krishna Pagautam after getting 9.25 cores from Chennai last year, a 90% uh, pay cut to just 90, uh, a 90 lakhs this year. Akunal Pandya, um, who I think Mumbai went after a little bit, uh, he's also with the, with the 825 along with Deepak Kudda, another uh, off-spinning all-rounder for just under six scores. Avish Khan, uh, of course, as he said, for 10 cores. So they've done well. Um, I think, and they've got a captain in Kerala Hall. They maybe just want maybe one more pacer. I think maybe maybe an Indian pacer. Um, but other than that, they've got a very good side. They've got um, late finishes in Stoinis and Holder and Adipakura. And so yeah, it's a very good side. Uh, just finishing on Punjab Kings. Um, you've also got Shahrukh Khan, who they picked up for nine hundred lakhs, um, and Kagiza Rabada for nine twenty-five. Uh, a bit expensive in the grand scheme of things, but it's interesting that he's gone there, but he's the only bowler at the moment, uh, along with Sandeep Sharma, Anishan Parel, he's the only real pacer, they need another experienced um, Indian or uh, foreign pacer. My team, Chennai Super Kings, not much surprise in their tactic, just going after their old players, they've got um, they've got back rider Utapa Deepak Chaha at too much, in my opinion, Bravo, uh, Moen Ali. The two new faces really are Shivam Dubey um, at 400 lakhs, 4 crores. Maybe a bit too much, but they can definitely work with him uh, and improve him into becoming, you know, the replacement for Edwin Bravo, for example. As we showed, Pandey is another pacer, I've heard. Um, Deepak Chaha, very interesting one. 14 crores for him. What do you make of that, Karthik? I'm not sure... I mean, I know he's a very a valuable asset. He's starting to hit the 140s in terms of pace. He can swing the ball at the top, and he's um, much more than a pinch or two at the end. But 14 calls, maybe a bit too much. That's really dented their purse. Yeah, that that's paying top, top price. That's almost 2 mil for Deepak Chahar. Um, I think that's... And I think that more, more than, than makes up... Yeah, it's more than Dhoni. And not just that, that... that you guys got Rutraj Gayakwad. I think you guys retained him, right? Mm. And you got him for a steal. I don't know how he agreed yeah. for eight hundred thousand uh, dollars or like six hundred uh, six crore. Because if you think of him and Devdutt Parikar, sort of, you know, the star openers yeah. for uh, both the. Southern He'd have teams. gone for he loads got, of money. Yeah. Devdutt Parikar has gone for one, uh, just over a million USD. Mm. And yeah, I I think this guy just wants to win, which is fair enough. But you know, it's. It's interesting how they made their decisions. Another interesting team who I think they got they strengthened up quite a bit was Delhi Capitals. So of course they had a they lost Shreyas Iyer because I think he didn't want to be there after the captaincy stuff last season. But then you got you got they've strengthened up. Of course Rishabh Pant I think probably captaining them as well. Yeah. Uh, he was retained for over two mil. 
But then you've got Mitchell Marsh, who's come in for 6.5 crore. Uh, he's had a hell of a uh, World Cup series. Then you've got... The last 12 months, he's been, he's been really good, hasn't he? Yeah, he's been amazing for Australia, even the in the BBL down here. Uh, David Warner, his fellow Australians, gone for what you could say is the cheapest price for what he usually gets. Yeah. Uh, he just went for six and a quarter crores or 833 USD. Uh, Shadul Tako, or Lord Tako as they call him in India, um, you know, he's going to be... I think he's got he's got quite a lot of experience now. Uh, he's going to be a pinch hitter down at the end. And he's got a big and role there, isn't he? A big role, yeah, ten point seven five cores, but definitely, yeah. definitely worth every penny. You'd say maybe a bit too much, but definitely worth every mm. penny. And they got the bowlers of Anrik Nokia, who they retained or did they buy? Uh, they've retained him. They um, retained him. Yeah. Khalil Ahmed for seven uh, five point two five crore and. Kuldeep Yadav as the Chinaman as well for two crore. Along with Chetan Sakaria, who they pinched from the Royals. Just finishing off on David Warner, he is he's second only to Gale in terms of, uh, in terms of overseas batters uh, in the IPL. Definitely in the top five um, in the best batsmen that have played in the IPL. So to get him at six scores is amazing, especially at the form he's been in recently. Um, it's very, very... Uh, Surprising, Rajasthan Royals. Um, a DDP, as you said, has gone there for just over a million US dollars. Uh, they've bought Trent Bolt for eight fours. That was uh, yesterday. Um, the one that confuses everybody is a fasted question for ten fours. I know, we, and, that, and that's just recently by in action, because as we'll talk about in a little while, he's done very well against the West Indies. Not sure whether he's worth ten fours. So similar for Shimon Hetmeyer. You might think, well, why is he not playing at the moment for the West Indies? It's because he failed to pass a fitness test. And they've bought him and for they bought him for eight and a half crore, yeah. which is over a mil. Yeah, it's way too um, much. Yeah, um, and Yusuf Chahar is being, I think, underpaid for 6.5 crores, um, given the, the kind of clever bowler he is bowling at the Tuna Swami. I, I always say that because it's so difficult to bowl at the Tuna Swami. It's like, it's a postage stamp, as they say. Um, yes, yeah, so Ashimon Hetmeyer, he's consistently underperformed uh, in the IPL. So, yeah, Karthik on, uh, on the Rajasthan right Royals. Yeah, as you said, they've paid a lot for Shimon Hetmeyer, especially after knowing he fit, failed a fitness test. But I think the key for Rajasthan Royals here is uh, Ashwin and uh, Yuzi Chahel. Oh, yeah, of course. So, you know, they've got that spin twins. Now, now they've got one person spinning it back into the right-hander, one going away. Uh, they've got a very good keeper behind the stumps and Joss Butler to for that as well. Mm. So I think it's going to be really fun to watch during the middle overs as well. Yeah. Mumbai Indians, five-time champions. Hurts my mouth to say that as a Chennai fan. Not many surprises um, in terms of what they did. They got a 19-year-old uh, guy who's been termed as Baby AB at the videos from South Africa. Uh a shine in the under 19 World Cup, it's number three, Devold Brevis for three cores. Um, but, but they've been very light so far, Mumbai Indians. They only have 10 players and need a minimum of 18. Yes, they have the biggest purse by a stretch with 25.9 cores left, but still um, a lot of players and money to be spent and bought. 
but the big one, the uh, the headline, um, Ishan Kishan was uh, bought much to their happiness, actually. So they they were satisfied with the price, you'd, I'd imagine, for 15.25 crores, the highest so far, and definitely, I think it's safe to say, the highest of this auction. I mean, he's an amazing talent, and the things that... His unfair advantages is the fact that he's a left-hander, he's a keeper, he's an opener, and he's an exciting player. He got loads of fire, uh, a firepower, a flamboyance in style. Moving on to the Sunrisers Hyderabad, uh, the one-time champions in 2016. Uh, they've got big names in their lineup now as well. They bought Nicholas Puran for a massive price of 10.75 crore. Uh, it's crazy for him, but you know he is a big hitter down the order. And uh, I think does he keep? I think he might be. A keeper yes, well. but he's in the back of Ashwin Hetmeyer again. That he has not yeah. performed in the IPL. Um, mm. So you know he's a he's a fantastic player, no doubt about it. Got got to, got heaps of talent, but not sure about that that price. A few more big names that they also bought was uh, Washington Sunda, so he us usually played with the RCB. Uh, they got him for 8.75 crore, which is just over a million USD. Uh, Natarajan, uh, he stayed with the Sunrisers Hyderabad as expected, but then they also got Marco Janssen to strengthen up that fast bowling lineup as well. We saw what he could do in the Test Arena against India, and uh, he was bowling with Quite a lot of heat. We'll see how these Indian uh, conditions suit him as well. Any other big buys? Uh, uh, they got Aidan Markham pretty cheaply for 260 lakhs. Uh, for, for a guy who can bowl uh, pretty well, and he's a very big hitter. I, I guess a decent decent effort. And finally, the newbie, well, one of the two newbies, are the Gujarat Titans. Um, they... No real things. They got Jason Roy at base price, which was an absolute steal. Uh, Rahul Trawatia paid a bit too much for nine crore there. Not sure he's worth that much. Yes, he can hit five sixes off a rubbish ball, but I'm not sure whether that's there. Mohammed Shami, 6.25 crores. Definitely, given the demand supply of uh, a few Indian fast bowlers, that's a very good price for him. Uh, Lockie Ferguson, another pace of a 10 crores. They, they, they seem to work on their batting a little bit. They've only got Shubman Gill, uh, Jason Roy um, and Hardik Pani at the moment. They uh, they need to really work on their batting. And they've got 15 crores to do that with. Well, that was meant to be a very quick run through um, the auction. But of course, with all the players and how many numbers of, uh, of people there are in the auction, uh, it's taking a little while. But... We're going to get to now India playing the West Indies at home. A very late start to the international home season. They've been so much on the road, but the ODIs were first and the T20s are up in the upcoming week. Oh, Karthik, how did this series start off? Yeah, so the first ODI, uh, India chose the two most successful bowlers for that game, which was the spinners from both disciplines. So Washington Sundar, the right arm off spin, took three for 30. And Yuzi Chehel with his right arm, leg spin for 4 for 49. Uh, West Indies crawled their way to 176 in 43.5 overs, uh, very much under par, and India were in firm control. It was on the back of Jason Holder's 57 that they managed to get anywhere close to there, but 
India got in a canter with Ishan Kishan, played a second fiddle to Rohit Sharma, who went on the attack. He scored 60 off 51. The guy who's usually at the centre of attention, uh, Virat Kohli, played a weird innings. Uh, two fours, a dot, and a top edge to fine leg where he was caught. Eight or four balls. Uh, you mentioned that he was... Looks a bit very ugly, I'd say. Right. Yeah, I'd say. man on fire, like you said. Mm. And uh, man on running on fire, sorry. And Suri Kumar Yadav and debutant Deepak Huda were calm in completing the job, earning a win in the season. And the second ODI, India batted first this time, and KL Rahul uh, returning from his family commitments last time. Uh, Pant was asked uh, to try a hand at uh, doing the opening job. He failed miserably. Rahul coming back made a sharp uh, 49 at 4, with Surukumayadev uh, making 64. Uh, cleverly playing the spin, their 91 run stand helping India to get to 237. A good bowling effort from the West Indies. But the batsmen, they failed to capitalise on on the opportunity as India's bowlers were up to the mark. Vasid Krishna bowled smartly, his short ball tactic ending in outstanding figures of 4 for 12 after 9 overs. An economy of 1.33, which is unheard of in uh, you know, GI cricket. And all the other bowlers worked with him uh, to break West Indies down to 193. In the third ODI, the... An early wobble from India meant a 42 for 3, and it was Shreyas Ayer's turn to take the stage with 80, along with his former DC compatriot, Arisha Pant, making 56 for 54, Jason Holder again with the bark of the wickets with 4 for 34. There's a scare from the muscular Odeon Smith we talked about. Um, there was a firecracker at the end, and in terms of the IPL auction, he's probably and has gone for quite a lot of money yeah. for his first time. Um, but yet again, the West Indies were no more than pushovers. Kuldeep, back into the Indian first 11, had two, whilst Deepak Chahar, Mohammed Siraj and Prashid Krishna with two, three and three. Moving on to Australia versus Sri Lanka. Um, that's being held over here, down under. Um, the first T20 was held in Sydney. It looked to be an enticing game with a new look Australian squad. And you can definitely see the influence of the BBL form yeah. in there. So at the top of the order, it was Finch and McDermott. Finch was out within the power play, and it was Josh Inglis and Ben McDermott that had to steady the ship. They had a 50-run partnership, but it was Josh Inglis that was dismissed at the halfway point. McDermott made 50, and some remarkable bowling from Hasaranga, who went for big money to RCB, by the way, dismantled the middle and top order batting for Australia. A quick fire 30 off 17 from Stoinis took Australia to a competitive total of 149, with Hasaranga finishing with four wickets. There was no real innings of substance for Sri Lanka. Top scores 36 with single digits in the runs column for most batsmen. The star bowler was Josh Hazelwood, who was back in the T20 mix, picked up four wickets, and Sri Lanka never got on track to finish the line. And he ensured that he was tapping the IPL on his shoulders the day before the auction. Remember me? I'm still here. Uh, it was picked up by RCB for uh, for 775 lakhs. Yeah, uh, just over a million. So did the uh, did the right thing by picking up four wickets the day before the auction. Recently bias in play. Whilst um, Adam Zampa, who was a remarkable in the T20 World Cup, faced similar conditions to India. You'd say spinning when unsold. I th I do feel that he will come back later on today, but it is mind-boggling the fact that he wasn't picked up. The next up is 
a women's cricket, and we're going to finish the washes, um, the women's ashes. Australia playing England. Um, I know Karthik doesn't find it funny, but that's how uh, Kate Cross and Alex Hartley are framing uh, their series in their podcast, uh, No Boards. I'm not going to plug it. Um, Australia, uh, they wrapped up their undefeated Ashes campaign ahead of the Women's World Cup. England batted first and they got off to a horrendous start with them being 2 for 19. That's the Australian version. Within nine overs. Beaumont and Siva pulled up a solid partnership in defiance with Beaumont making 50 and Siva following shortly after. The team collapsed from there for a total of just 163 from their 49 overs as Annabelle Sutherland uh, was to start the show with four wickets. Australia's batting was clinical with Rachel Haynes and Healy a 74-run partnership at the top and the end was already in sight. Lanning's a 57 and the superstar all-rounder Elise Perry's 31 was all that was needed to wrap up the Ashes series with a win, leaving them on a point of confidence ahead of the World Cup starting in a few weeks' time. And speaking of the World Cup, uh, India, they've been lucky to prepare in those conditions in New Zealand, Karthik. Yeah, they took on the New Zealand women in... How many game series? A three-game series? Three, the second one today, and we're going to talk about the first one. Yeah, so in the first one, former captain Susie Bates took over the game by the neck with a commanding 106. Satherweight contributed 63 as well as New Zealand posted 275. All Indian bowlers picking up two wickets and cutting short New Zealand's total. India's batters failed to turn up, apart from Yasika Bhatia's 41 and Captain Mithali Raj making 59. No one built on their start. Jess Kerr got four wickets for 35 as India crumbled to 213 all out. And now it is time for our DRS of the week section, which Adi will explain. And this week it is Broad and Anderson. Yes, so our DRS of the week is when we send upstairs, um, in cricketing terms, basically, uh, a VAR of cricket, a, a topic or something that has caught the eyeballs of cricket fans in the last few weeks, uh, so in the last few days, and the one that has been on headlines before the IPL auction, of course, this week, was Stuart Broad and Jimmy Anderson, the, the test match bowling, fast bowling stalwarts for England, being left out of the England squad for the three-test match series in the West Indies. Just going over that squad, um, you've got the openers, Zach Crawley and Alex Lees, uh, the other batsmen, including Drover, the captain, Johnny Bairstow keeps his spot, along with Dan Lawrence, Ollie Pope, Ben Folkes, the wicketkeeper, the only one, uh, Bairstow being there as well, of course, and that's it for the batsmen. From the all-rounders perspective, uh, you've got Ben Stokes, who you would think would bat five or four now, I'm not sure. But then you've got Chris Wokes, um, Ollie Robinson's not much of an all-rounder, is he? Uh, not but, really, yeah. yeah. He, can, he, can, he can swing the bat a bit. Um, and Matthew Fisher, what's... I don't even know who that is. We're going to talk about him in a second. But the other guys are Craig Overton, Sakiba Moon, and Mark Wood. Um all the other faces, along with Matt Parkinson and Jack Leach. And speaking of Ollie Robinson, um, after the way he got out uh, for the final wicket in um, in uh, in Hobart, he definitely can't be called an all-rounder. Um, and speaking of that, uh, Avengers Ashes series, bringing 
our minds back to that nightmare. Uh, the casual release from there were not only Ashley Giles, a uh, Crystal Wood and Glenn Thorpe, the managing director question mark, uh, the head coach and selector, and a batting coach respectively. But we also have uh, David Milan, Don Bess, Sam Billings, not really a casualty, but you get it. Rory Burns is a headline one, along with Joss Butler, the big one. They've finally let him go, uh, and Hasib Hamid. They've all been removed. And coming into the squad, Karthik, are two new names. Uh, at the Durham opener, Alex Lees, um, a 28-year-old, um, and the Yorkshire fast bowler, Matthew Fisher, uh, who picked up 20 wickets in the county championship this year at 19.65, a decent average with Saqib Mood and Matt Parkinson back, hoping to get a game in the West Indies. Um, and that brings us, of course, to the absence of Borden Anderson. Uh, so what did the uh, the interim director of cricket uh, have to say about this, Karthik? Yeah, he said that this does not mean the end for them as England players. And I, I, I don't, I'm not really sure why everyone's going on such a high about it. Aren't they just taking a break? But, you know, um, maybe it's to get a little bit more time into their podcast. But anyways, um, yeah, he also said that the reason behind this change is to look at some exciting new bowling potential. Of course, Matthew Fisher, Saqib Mahmood, and give some responsibility to players who have featured previously. Someone like a Chris Wokes, he's been in the test side for five, six, for five, six years, but he's never really had the chance to apart from the Pfeiffer I remember against Ireland in 2019 before Australia decimated them at home again. Um, he's never really had the the, the opening bowlers opportunity um, and Strauss wants the fans to realise that there is life beyond these two uh, for this Test match team, especially now that we're talking about this reset. And so they want to develop some of the bowlers so that they can play a more of a leadership role. But he paid their, but he paid his respect uh, to them and um, and how they'd react, Karthik. He said that they've been great servants to the game and that they've been utterly professional and their performances have been outstanding, of course. And they've also earned the right to have that stature. They're, he's also said that they're both very disappointed and that doesn't surprise me. They're very passionate about playing for England. So I hope that they understand that the rationale for the decision and I hope that I hope also they understand that no one is saying that this is the end of the road for either of them. Yeah, a very long sentence that one. Um, in terms of what we make of it, I think you need to have at least one of them. Maybe Stuart Broad, maybe Jimmy Anderson. Jimmy Anderson. Uh, Jimmy Anderson will be different to the other bolt. No, Jimmy Anderson will be more similar to Chris Wokes and Ollie Robinson compared to Stuart Broad because Stuart Broad gives a bit more of a wider angle. But um, they are said to be in the mix for the summer. We know how Broad reacts to being dropped. Uh, not sure if it's being rested, but um, if you cast your minds to June 2020, when he said that he's frustrated, he was angry and gutted for not being picked in the first test match against the West Indies at home. That was the Sky interview. Uh, and the other big news is that Joe Root uh, wants to move to number three. He was very forthright about it and... I guess it's fine. It means that he comes in and the score is eight for one, not twenty for two. It doesn't make a big difference. But um, no, like I'm not going to be gloomy. But the thing is, if he's at three, he's more exposed to the newer ball. And when 
you'd rather have him stay for longer, that maybe puts him in a more a precarious position. That said, they are playing the West Indies. The new ball doesn't have that much of a big factor, especially the swing doesn't have that much bigger factor in the West Indies. Um, and so, uh, let's see how he fares at number three. And we were discussing Karthik, weren't we? About how we've not heard of these players before. Um, uh, Alex Lee and Matthew Fisher, they're not like your your Will Smead, who you might know from the 100, uh, who did really well, or Simon Harmer, who's an off-spinner from Essex. And it suggests to me that the only way to get into this England side and the only way to go all the way is to consciously not play, not play the the blast and the hundred and you need to almost give up your career to test match cricket and to county championship and to red ball cricket and you had an, an interesting suggestion uh, with that yeah it's it's the fact that it's so easy for them to go pick up a million dollar check playing for the IPL or pick up some quick money playing for six weeks in the vitality blast or the hundred or something and is it because the ECB doesn't pay them enough for all this stuff um that could be a question but it yeah it's a bit weird that they have to do this to get selected and um i'm not sure whether there's any clear connection between a uh, communication between the board and the players themselves yeah and i think it shows that if you do want a factory line of cricketers yes the county championship needs to be better and they're much more qualified people can tell you uh, all about how to improve the county championship, but it shows that those who do well in the county championship, they need to be looked after, and they need to be, they need to be almost shepherded and say, right, to keep going with this, don't stray off into um, other more lucrative, uh, mind you, shorter formats. Coming on to a uh, uh, cleaning up the tail, um, something that the England team can't do. Um, I'm really being critical of them, but I think I deserve it. Uh, Will Pukowski, uh, another concussion, I believe the 13th time, is it? Uh, or the 12th in 14 years or something like that, I read. Uh, he sustained it while doing a fielding drill. And it meant that he scored two, I think, in a game. And then about a three overs in, he, uh, uh, he had to walk off. Um, yeah, what's the reaction to that, Karthik? It, it's a bit disappointing for all Australians. We know what a fiery talent he is in the test arena and he was meant to be coming in as you know the future of mm. Australian cricket but it's sad that these injuries have held him back over the past I'd say almost four or five seasons now um it's getting to a point where maybe it's just not safe for him mm. to be playing cricket I mean 14 concussions that's that's not that's something lot. to be taken lightly that's that's more than some rugby players have and it it's a bit weird considering that cricket's not even a, it's not a, um, a contact sport. Yeah. So, you know, I feel sad for the guy, but hopefully he'll come out of it and his home season's once again in doubt. Mm. Meanwhile, um, on the other side of the world, the PSL has been in full flow. Uh, runs galore this year. With just a few days ago, the England international Jason Roy hit a massive innings of 116 in just 57 balls. Um, Fakas Amayan has also been hitting out with 416 runs in six matches at an average of 69.3, which is absolutely crazy. Most wickets go to Shadab Khan with 17 and an average of 8.52, which is amazing in any format of the game, let alone T20. And it's funny because both these players 
was supposed to play for the Brisbane Heat. So, yeah. But anyway, at the top of the table, it's the Multan Sultans with two wins ahead of everyone else. Yeah, and the other thing is that there's been lots of success for uh, the England players playing in these leagues. Um, you've got the PSL, um, Alex Hales, I saw the 20-year-old Harry Brooks got a gig somewhere as well. Um, Phil Salt, Etimar Mills, a lot of people are doing really well for um, for their sides there. And also in the BPL, uh, the um, Bangladesh Premier League um, of Will Jacks and Benny Howell, who they're, 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 they were names that you wouldn't have heard of before the 100, but because of the stage that the 100 gave, they're now able to go and play for... for for franchises around the world, it's it's um it's amazing how these 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 leagues are so interconnected. Um, but switching back to Test match cricket, uh, we've had the news this week that uh, the Yorkshire Cricket Board's right to uh, a stage Test matches uh, at Headingley has been reinstated, um, and uh, they need to resolve a few more internal issues. But um, after the arrival of Lord Patel, uh, who's uh, fixed things, there been very uh, outgoing in his approach to the whole issue. Um, even Asim Rafiq uh, argued that it was the, a correct decision uh, and that Yorkshire have shown a real willingness to change and have already come a long way. And that's nice positivity to end this week of the Demon Cricket Podcast. And your question of the week, it's a pretty straightforward one this week. Who was the most surprising or confusing or the one that you didn't expect or the one that's got your... Uh, uh, that's got your mouth stuck to the floor. Um, I'm not sure where that came from. Uh, in terms of the buys for the auction uh, in the IPL, who do you think that is for you, Karthik? For me, I'm going to go... Although he's a Chennai guy and you're probably going to be surprised, I am not convinced with over Deepak Chaha for 14 crores. Who do you think? Yeah, I'm not convinced with... A lot of people, but I'm definitely not convinced with um, Shimron Hetmeyer. We were speaking about him earlier, how he still goes for big money. Um, yeah, I'm not sure what the Rajasthan Royals were doing, but yeah, that's my view. And that brings us to an end of this episode. Um, as always, you know where to contact us. Deepmidcricket at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at deepmidcricket. Or, of course, leave us a listener's message down below. And just a quick note, the listener's message... It's an audio message, so it's not just a, a typed message. Anyways, uh, we hope to see you next week, and goodbye, everyone. Cheerio. We'll see you next week.